0: He wants us to play attractive football. Wants us, you know, to get the crowd in our feet. Support has been
1: magnificent, and singing. My name, but I'm I'm happier just thinking about the players.
0: Will it be another Stephen Kenny loving this international window? We've got the best coverage and analysis right here on OTB Sports Radio. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your
1: flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say Stephen Hunt is with us this morning, who I hope has also had his morning coffee. Stephen, good morning to you.
2: Morning, guys. How are you doing?
1: Are you a coffee drinker?
2: Oh, I am three before midday, and then if I'm on the road, maybe one about five o'clock, and that's me done for the day. Then
1: I bet you you've
0: got a fancy machine at home, do you? Yeah,
1: of course I do. You
2: yeah. have to
0: have a fancy machine. At home. The difference in in in, good in coffee, the Ireland of the '80s when we were winning triple crowns and all that, and uh, the coffee of now, like Ireland is Dublin is probably as good a place to get coffee as anywhere in the world, isn't it? Oh, my! The hunters the world more than we have. I think. It, is it, Humpty?
2: Ireland, Italy is obviously very good. Macedonia was good, I think. From I'm no. right saying, Montenegro was good. There you go. Right, excellent. The, the views were the views were good in Montenegro as well. May I add?
0: Right. Wow. We can only. Yeah, on. uh, only allude to what <laughs> you're no, talking about Ireland there. Ireland
2: International. Sorry, I was we were with Ireland. We always used to go for a coffee if we could have a stroll in a quiet place and take in the views.
1: Right, old historic Montenegro, must um, must check it out, must stick it on the list of places to go. Um, yeah. Stephen, there's a good bit of crack in the papers this morning where um, Keith Andrews did press a proper press conference before an Ireland match for the first time really in a long time and he was asked about uh, Roy Keane calling him a bullshitter and in fairness to, to Keith Andrews, he just played it with a straight bat and went, that had no impact on me at all. Uh, after my family, this is the only thing that I care about and that I'm most passionate about. When you're in camp and someone says stuff about you, how easy is it actually not to get a little bit sidetracked by it? So what would it have been like when Roy did that interview, I think it was with the Sunday Independent a couple of years ago, and called Keith Andrews a bullshitter? Would Would the team have talked about it? Would people have been surprised that uh, it came up? Would it, have, would it have rippled at all?
2: I think, listen, there would have been a good giggle last night around the table, and once it gets out this morning, the players will be on, obviously on... Keith's back probably giving him a bit of stick but listen anyone that knows Keith Andrews he's fairly stubborn himself so he'll be, he'll have a job to do obviously he'll be doing and he'll get on with it uh,
1: He was uh, cutting his teeth in media he would he did a show here with us and he was obviously on Sky all the time as well and was doing really well and had become an excellent co-commentator and he he killed it he, he knocked it all on the head he could have easily kept going with Sky doing championship and co comment on the Premier League but he decided he was going to give this his full goal, which is, I think, pretty impressive. Um And, you know, obviously we, we know Keith a little bit, not very well, but a little bit from his time with us Um and always found him to be great to deal with. The furthest thing from a bullshitter you would ever actually find, someone who was thoughtful about what they wanted and who was very determined to kind of keep learning and, and acquiring new skills. What's your experience of him?
2: Yeah, 100% that. Uh, Keith is focus on whatever he does when he when he does media he would obviously do a lot of good prep for his work he was doing he was well educated when it comes to getting in front of the camera and having the stats ready and having everything ready in his favor and again the key word he's knocked the media on the head to do this which will tell you all about it he was completely focused on Ireland completely focused on improving himself as a coach he's got loads lots to learn he's he's I think over the past couple of years, probably been approached for other jobs as well, and turned them down on the basis of he's committed to Ireland. So he's in a really good place. Uh, they deservedly really got a new contract for themselves. Roy is now media in the UK. He's taken over. He's a sensation to a certain degree. So maybe Roy should stick to that as well and and be what he is. And he's doing a good job of that too. In yeah. The UK. So.
0: This is the thing, though, that you know. The, the, the this is why people, I guess, like love the Daily Mail uh, app or whatever. It's just this stuff sells. Whereas, like as you say, Keith does his research. Um, you know, he, he's he's, a, he's an erudite kind of judge of the game. Um, goes in, he's a very good co-commentator as well, so he's a very good analyst people want to listen to the soundbites of Roy Keane, who, to my mind, and I think this is what Keith was bringing up at the time, like which, which I couldn't get over, how could Roy Keane preside over an Irish team who were so uh, anatimate to the way that Roy Keane himself played? And I, I think he, he was right to be called out on that at the time because Roy Keane was presided over a regime where our midfielders ran away from the ball.
2: Yeah, you're even losing me now. But yes, in terms of Roy as a player... Uh one of the best players for Ireland ever. Uh, As a coach, he's been successful too, in fairness to Rye. He's had some good times at Sunderland, some good moments. But right now, Roy is going one way, and that is to be a a pundit for the rest of his life. He's very good at it and uh, controls everything over here. He was different to what they had, so he's come along at the right time, Roy, to, to be a success in the media, and good luck to him.
0: I don't know. Is he is he very good at it at all? Like he's obviously yeah, I think he's, he box office. What, yeah, what's, well, he, what's he offering though? Apart from the well, oh, he's, he's got to work they hard. They want or, entertainment, Johnny. They want, they want entertainment. But eventually, that runs out. It like, doesn't yeah.
1: though. It turns out. It turns out. It doesn't run out. People will always want entertainment, and you can get it, the Monday night football stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. He asked, guys, do you actually think Roy Keane is like that offset? He's not. Like, exactly.
1: He's completely different
2: character. So there's other words for that. He's an actor, Roy. He, he's an actor. He's done a, a very good job at it the last couple of years, and. Uh, he knew what was needed to be a success at the time so that probably makes him a clever guy as well, you, You've
0: na- You've nailed it there because like he's such a compelling guy and the more you're you know, the more you're in the role he's in, the more you kind of uh, you change because of the reaction to the role you're in and the more you play up to that act, even though it's not actually who you are. Because well, Martín has so many qualities as well. Yeah. But he does play up to well, it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so absolutely there's definitely an element of it. But we did see the bit where the
1: fans outside were looking for photographs. He wasn't acting then. Mm. And that was the same kind of response he was having to... Why are you picking Fred? Like mm. you know, so, some of it is definitely he's some, he's self aware. Yeah. I would argue, but some of it I think is is uh, genuine kind of bamboozlement at what's going on. I I think he was completely wrong about uh, Keith Andrews. Where does the
0: bullshitter thing come from? Like I don't. I just well, don't, because I Keith don't Andrews had been given out. Uh, not yeah, but, given but, out, but he, how does that make him a bullshitter? Like? well,
1: because I, I think one of the things that made Keane keen is the fact that he is so competitive, and if you're on the outside pissing in, well then you're the enemy, and mm. for that for that little period of time he was the enemy I, I mean you, you couldn't say he is but why did
2: you call him a bulge uh, excuse me I can't remember why, why was he what was the reason why he had a go at uh, Keith
1: well we didn't get a follow up question in the, in the interview to, to uh, pinpoint specifically but Keith I think was making the point that Johnny was making that Ireland's midfield was underperforming and that the players didn't seem to be acquiring new skills when Roy was part of the backroom team That you know if I'm right in, in the terms of the time we, we tried to look up some of the stuff that Keith would have been talking about at the time and it was that Ireland's midfield seemed to be underperforming in the Martin O'Neill era and obviously Roy took his time to um to deliver his repast, which was and a
0: couple of years later. oh dear well, we've had like there's so much. You know, Robbie Keane is brought up time, time again. We've never replaced Robbie Keane, but like Roy Keane was a generational talent. Like literally ran games. He was he embodied everything about midfield play. And as as a consequence, it's hard to see now that our midfielders Josh Cullen hailed as you know the savior, or whatever by Dunphy today. That that Roy Keane couldn't get anything out of our midfielders. Notable for me.
2: Yeah, I, I think Roy has has a, has a way of coaching Managing that It's along the lines You can, you can see it It's Brian Clough It's Sir Alex Ferguson Martin O'Neill I, I don't think they were all Ever fantastic coaches They were mm. good managers Great managers And yes, they might have been Better than what I think they are But I don't think they were The modern version Of a Brendan Rodgers Who's renowned to being a coach If you know what I mean Yeah, so somebody thought It was a
0: good idea To put Martin O'Neill mentality. And Roy Keane together that That's what I couldn't... So, you, Roy Keane is not a coach. Martin O'Neill is not a coach. But they yet, they had, were a dream team. They had other coaches, though. They it's, did, but like... I mean, it, like... What, well, like Gubby and whatever? And,
2: listen, I don't think they're no fools either, but they, they, they're not a modern-day coach. They, clearly, both of them are very good thinkers of the game, very good in terms of trying to get in people's heads and motivate people. That's, that was clear to see. The, the modern-day coaches now, I, I don't think... I don't know how good... Uh, a manager at the moment is a coach, but I do know Keith Andrews is a very good coach. I had him for a couple of weeks when I was still playing at MK Don's and he surprised me how good he was for such an early coach and how demanding he was of the player. So I I do know he can coach Keith, to be fair to him, and uh, I think he's done the right decision in in what he's decided to do and is very dedicated to it. Listen, I'll have conversations with Keith and the manager about players I think should be being picked for Ireland and we'll, we'll get heated, we'll get constructive with it, and then we'll forget about it and move on. Are they, are, they all your, be, yeah. are they all
1: your players that you want picked? Is that, is that how that works? Is that, yeah, for yeah.
2: Sure.
0: <laughs> I, I We so, talk about it for I've 20 minutes another, and agree you know, were right.
2: Well, hopefully in a year's time, when them players develop, they'll be in, and then it's the right time, in their opinion, to be in. And I'll never tell a manager that they should be playing. I'll always give a constructive view on why I think they should be in the squad, and then you can make your own decision based on the training so a manager is a manager Uh, I'm a football agent so I'm not a manager I don't pick players I I always of course like anyone would be constructive with my players but I do know going back to Keith he is actually a very good coach and is keen to learn keen to engage with other coaches as well in the UK to learn off them so it's a good thing.
1: Talk to us a little bit about that generation of young players who are coming through at the moment, because we're very excited by the quality of uh, kids who are at between kind of 16 and 19 in the Ireland setup at the moment, and even just the way Chidozie Bene has managed to break through. Like he's still playing League One football. The hope would be that he's playing Championship football next year, and that he gets an opportunity week in, week out against a slightly higher calibre of opposition to do what he's doing at the moment for Ireland. So, what's your assessment of where we are with regards to the talent pool?
2: Yeah, the talent pool I watched you in the 19s last week they were actually very unlucky not to get something out of the game against England the referee bottled it uh, I do think again, you go back to two years ago Joe, when we're talking about the tri adam Adamoidas the colonies of the world uh, there's going to be bumps in the road for them players uh, the Jason Knights of these days are, are almost like a throwback to an old-fashioned player to a certain degree with, with a with a good skill set so there's gonna be bumps in the road for these players along the way. It's important that we don't hype them up too much. Let them focus on the football. like Festy at derby can be, I said to someone last week, he can he can be unplayable some days, and can be outrageously good. But then on some other days you wouldn't pick him in the, on the bench. He can be that bad. So and I've seen a lot of them over the last couple of years. So they do need time. These boys, they new they do need guidance, and I think they're going in the right direction. I'm really pleased in terms of Jason Knight's got a lot of games under his belt. Uh, of Benet, to a certain degree, to degree, probably needs to go play higher. He's had a, a year of it before in a struggling team. If you get him in a team, you can see he's very explosive, very random in his play, but that makes him dangerous. So I am excited for the young boys coming through. Now, yes, what,
1: sure. what do you think Fessy's best position is?
2: Just let him loose and let him play on the right wing. Keep, keep it simple for him and say, right, listen, just get it and run because he is so direct, he is... Very, very explosive, but he's got to find he's got to find a brain cell along the way as well, and and realize that the level he's playing at, he has to keep the ball sometimes in certain areas, and if he does that, then he'll, he'll get punished going the other way against better teams. Has
0: but he not improved he's
2: in that you, though? Uh, he still got a long way to go, in my opinion, in terms of controlling his positional, his, his sense of danger where he sees danger. But having said that, his speed is so quick he just he, he recovers with his speed he relies on his his pace to get him out of trouble to a certain degree and listen he'll have a, a year or two of development but if you're bringing on somebody within the irish setup to have an impact then definitely Festy could be one for sure
1: and just the the, the number of irish players who are looking to Europe you know we see with Josh Cullen at Anderlecht how well that's worked for him in terms of his international career and, and hopefully from a club perspective uh, as well into the future for Fessy heading to Italy is that something that you would recommend is that something that as, as an agent you've started to look at for your players or does it really depend on the individual character and whether or not he's going to be able to make it when he goes somewhere like Italy
2: I think every character is different uh You clearly want to have an English-speaking, Irish-speaking language going over there, if you can, with with the club. Also, there's a case for... Is he going to Udinese, I think it is, to come back to Watford? They're both the same clubs. Have they bought him with the idea of bringing them back to Watford in a certain time? So they'll know the plan, what it is for him over there. Everyone's different. Obviously, a few boys going to Italy which the language will be difficult for them to speak, which makes it harder. But at the same time, the education of football will be amazing. And the detail they'll learn in a year or two over there will be different to what they would learn in England. So, or Ireland for that matter. So it'll be good. Only time will tell. And yes, it is a bit of a gamble. It's a bit of a gamble going to England as well. So looking forward to seeing the results over the next couple of years.
1: Is there anybody else coming through at this stage who you think, yeah, I'd love to see them in the team at the moment?
2: Listen, I, I'm not going to name names. I, I do think the current proper players needed a couple of years to, to bed into it. I think, in fairness to try Parrott, he's had a resurgence this year in terms of playing games. He's found himself a little home in MK Dons, who are doing very well. Uh, he's played for the middle for most of it. Uh, and the manager there has, has good belief in him. So I think he's in the right place now. If the, if MK Dons could get promoted, then I'm sure he'd have Parrot back next year to play in the Championship. So it's exciting times. Uh, I think the manager deserves good credit for he did stick to his principles key is right it's very easy to, to change up but if you look at our second goal on Saturday that actually comes from a, a direct piece of play and Matt Doherty being on the front foot for the second ball so I do think the right mix of football sometimes short most of the time short and then if we need to go along a little bit then we can do so I think we're in a good place just trying to just waiting that year if you know what I mean to try and get some competitive games it's a problem to motivate the players won't be an issue but the fans were there Saturday, I was there myself it was it was a good atmosphere full house nearly and and it was good to be there
0: and just on Paris um Huntie, the I, I'd say he's maybe his highest point as an Irish kind of international in terms of underage was when um they as as today when they're away to Sweden um in the in the 21s his performances for Ireland against Sweden under Kenny um in both Tala and Sweden were Sensational, and I think Kenny said at half time in the Tala game, Ireland were losing. And another player relayed that Kenny basically said, Troy, you just we just need you here, we need you to uh, to do it. And he just turned it on. And they won like I think they won 4 1 for me, 1 0 down. He was, um, he got an unbelievable, I think he got two goals in Sweden, one of them was just uh, unbelievable quality. How good could he be? Or like, are we worried about, well, you know. Is there a limit to what Troy can do here? Does he lack something that means that he hasn't maybe made... Like, it's not that long ago people were constantly asking Mourinho in press conferences, why isn't he playing?
2: No, I think I think with Troy, his physical attributes from under 15, 16 were very much... He was ahead of the game and he, mm. had, he had a good stride on him. He was very strong. He was very well able to carry the ball. And it was clear he was going past people for fun. But as you get older and you get into the first team... Then players become obviously better to become aware of the obvious skill set quite easily They're able to read it. So I think tries had to learn learn the game a little bit over the last year and a half. Some very much bad at times, but maybe a good thing for his long term career that he hasn't had the success that he thought he'd have. Not so much him to be fair, comparing him, but what other people thought he would have early on. He he, he needed to learn the game. He needed to play as a centre forward. He can clearly play left, right, number ten possibly even number 8 as he gets older I think he can make them long bust and run so I think we're in a good place with him and hopefully it continues Same, Same
0: with Adameda as well like that it's, it, and that is the pitfalls
1: for a lot of young players Yeah well the setback might not be the worst thing for either of them they'll, they'll come back stronger for us it's just, it's
2: just Steven, phys- good physically. stuff thanks
0: a million cheers
2: Guys I gotta go Yeah. Got, thanks a, a million
0: a school, it, run. A school yeah, run no I'm hassles just, thanks I guess it's just physically that, like, you know, you, you can be ahead of players your peers at that age and, you know, they, they catch up and then they actually pass you out in terms of going to senior football, um, which I haven't seen that much of Troy Parrott this season. But, like, he does he does have that kind of real quality around the box. If I think tonight could be big for him, just reading in between the lines from Andrew's press conference, there's a lot of Troy Parrott I don't talk. think he's going to start... Um, I think he's going to play a reasonable role anyway. Like, like 45 yeah, minutes? Yeah, or half an hour or something like that. I think they're going to give him a reasonable chance because, like Andrews, just the way he spoke about all oh, the difference and he's doing so well in training. And, you know, I don't know if you read Anthony to him appearing in press conference, but I definitely re- read into the way Andrew spoke about him. We need to also see players like Troy play tonight because I mean, we're playing, with all due respect to Lithuania, regardless of what the result is, we need to see other players. We do. We do need to see other players. But if you are the management team
1: this is one of those rare occasions where actually the the victory and the momentum from the victory and the,
0: that is actually important it so. is but you've got to manage that as well as bring in other players Like regardless of what, if you play two different teams tonight two different halves we should still be beating Lithuania um, or you we know still be beating is not something that really uh, surely at this point in our lives we're like okay one defeat in 11 um, scoring what yeah, we, that, 10 I mean, goals in 5 yeah, or whatever Luxembourg it is. beat us at home um, yeah, but they didn't beat us at home because there was nobody there like, it's well, not, that's not home, home. It's not it d- was well stats showed stats showed that it became irrelevant where you okay, were playing be at the game it's all about it that was. raucous lands on atmosphere for yeah. not <laughs> drinking yeah. bites yeah okay awesome. uh,
1: so we should tell you that League of Ireland late night is going international tonight from 10 oh, o'clock yes. looking back at the uh, international window Nathan, Johnny and Shane Keegan will be live on Twitter Spaces we want to hear from you It's our new digital phone in check out off the ball Twitter from 10
0: o'clock tonight yeah so this is usually the refuge of, of League of Ireland DGENs as I'd Call them, uh, call in, on, sometimes on the way home. Sometimes on the way to the sometimes bar. You're on sometimes you're on the 16 home. bus. Sometimes like you're me. in the bar. But we'd like to see what the. I guess you'd like to see what the interest is tonight because um, it's it's Ireland, it's box office. Um, you know, great ticket sales again. Um, so go on to the Twitter spaces. I think it's a brilliant format. I have to say that it's been very little used in Ireland so far. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it gives everyone the opportunity to ring to ring in, and um, hopefully we'll have lots to talk about. And Nathan. I mean he, he deserves uh, a lot of plaudits for his prediction that Thierry Henry would ultimately inspire Ireland to turn the game around on Saturday I'm surprised he hasn't clipped that and put it
1: up on social as a look at look what I s- accurately Is predicted. he that type?
0: Yes Yeah Okay
1: We know that Three minutes past eight this morning OTAM is brought to you live each morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish to your day Richard Red Bulls How are you Richard? Says singing songs at a match is something football
0: crowds do, something rugby crowds try to distance themselves from. Well, swing low, sweet chariot, um, at England games is still one of the most evocative tunes. Um, I presume the yeah, I don't know, the fields of Atten like I have to say, the Ireland games, I was asked, the, the most common thing the fans were trying to engage in was a Mexican wave, and that's never.